Welcome to Molly and Pete Save Everything. I'm Pete. I'm Molly. And today we have a very special episode of Molly and Pete Save Everything. Molly and Pete go to New York. Molly and Pete Save Everything, colon, <laughs> Molly and Pete go to New York. Take New York, or <laughs> Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah. We, but what was the Olsen twin one? There was like an Olsen twin one, too, that was New York. I do not Molly remember. Molly and Pete take manhattan molly and pete take queens then we take a really long seven train (laughs) only if you (laughs) accidentally get on the local (laughs) so yeah uh so we went to uh, new york for a few days to see the u.s open Mm -hmm. and to see the cubs versus the mets yep and do a bunch of other things yeah we had like a couple days to just walk around and we like to go to museums shop i like to shop mm-hmm. pete likes to find somewhere to sit down in true like <laughs> man fashion any comfortable chairs in the shop <laughs> and uh, you're such a cliche <laughs> i know yeah I, I, I look around a little bit i kind of feign interest i look at you know i look at a top I mean, you were like sitting outside most stores <laughs> well, well most of the stores that you go into are tiny shops uh-huh. that don't have things for men so what am yeah. i looking for yeah. i'm just in the way yeah as it turns out yeah but sometimes i need like i need like a second opinion on something but that's so. when you come out and show me what sweater you're gonna buy <laughs> i just take a picture in the fitting room <laughs> and ask you <laughs> we tried to pretty much only eat at vegan restaurants mm-hmm. this trip just because they're so many to choose from yeah it's Um, quite a luxury yeah we like to have a beer somewhere but during the day so like we're always coming back to the hotel when everybody else is leaving to go out yeah and we like to go i say go to museums we like to go to museums Mm -hmm. or whatever exhibits and we like to go to record stores that's pretty much it so the trip starts we leave early in the morning on tuesday and I'm not a big fan of the airport. I know it's a necessity when you need to travel by airplane. You have to. You, you need it's to. Fine. <laughs> what, what are you expecting? <laughs> I, I just people are kind of gross. Yeah, I think we talked about this last and week. Then, and all I can see is like big fat people with like flip flops on. I'm like, please don't let me sit next to this guy. When I'm we're in the air the gate area, I'm just kind of sizing people up to yeah. see which one of these gross people am, am I going to be sitting next to. Also, what kind of person gets their shoes shined at the airport? Have you seen that lately? I've seen I see it all the time. I remember I saw there was a one of our salespeople we're like in the pedway they have a they have a, a shoe shining uh, area and I saw one of our salespeople uh, sitting in the uh, shoe shine area getting his shoe shined and I I'd lost a lot of respect for him. <laughs> So, so we get to the airport and um, I don't know, we bought like basic economy tickets or something. And so now like it used to be that you'd have to pay for your carry on. But now the thing is, is that if you get basic economy, you don't you don't get to choose your seat like they assign the seat to you, which can be kind of like anxiety inducing. Yeah. But anyway, so we walk up to the counter and I'm always like trying to like smile and mm-hmm. um, be really polite. And he was sort of grumpy. Yeah, he was grumpy to us. And I'm like, oh, what are you going to do? And and he gave us our seat assignments and we didn't even realize it but we were in like comfort plus yeah which is whatever you get free snacks and more room it was exciting <laughs> so when we sat down the guy behind us was wearing a mask and i'm like oh is this is good or bad i mean like if he's sick and he's protecting us i guess but also like he's sick i don't know i couldn't and i was like nervous the whole plane because i could hear him talking and i'm like is his mask off right now i can hear this talking to no he was talking, talking clearly yeah. yeah but they were like an old white couple and so i knew though they must be going to tennis too <laughs> they were. there's a lot of old white couples uh, going yeah. to see tennis on that plane so yeah they were talking about yeah. <laughs> going to tennis so yeah so we got the, the upgrade the sweet upgrade and we got into New York um, and we headed to our hotel and we were staying we were staying in like the Ace Hotel has a new hotel sister city it's in the Bowery um, and it's like their new micro hotel it was really adorable but mm-hmm. yeah our room was tiny but it was mm-hmm. fine it yeah. was we were like, dark and quiet and comfortable and showering we weren't really in there yeah at all yeah so then the location is great like you're close to the neighborhoods that we like 
to be in, mm-hmm. um, like Lower East Side and the East Village and Soho, and then you're really close to Brooklyn too, and you're close to a lot of trains, so it's not too hard to get around. And so we headed up to the U.S. Open. We met our friend Helen there. It is it is a slog to get up to Queens, and I was I'd gotten up early and run, and then like so by the time like I was like falling asleep during the second match, and then we were thinking about starting staying for another match that we had just started the curious match curious and steve johnson that mm-hmm. just started and i just don't i feel I'm like when we start, i've been going to the US Open for 10 years now i was a lot younger when we could stay up until like three o'clock in the morning watching tennis and, yeah because even i think the the second match and both matches were relatively quick i don't think there were i think they were yeah they were kind of blowouts yeah we saw so Nadal doll and then we saw sloan stevens and, and uh but it still was midnight by the time we're leaving the grounds so yeah. and then it takes you know at least an hour and 20 minutes to get home or yeah. so, so or it's a real test of endurance yeah. a lot of walking and you know we just buy like nosebleed seats because i really like going to see stuff on the smaller courts anyway so in ash you can see from anywhere and it's just sort of like the excitement of being there yeah. so i don't mind if i'm yeah exciting um it was a bit sparsely attended i guess but there were like these russian dudes sitting by us and they were rooting for the the girl that beat sloan stevens was russian and they were like so loudly like cheering when sloan stevens made a mistake which is a big tennis no no that you don't i don't like when people cheer for unforced errors and i've found that the u.s the United States has become ruder and mm-hmm. people are meaner to each other. The crowds at the US Open have become ruder too. So there's a lot of talking, a lot, yeah, a lot of rooting for just root for the American at all costs. Yeah. Root against, root against the Russians at mm-hmm. all costs. Although that being said, tennis is very precious. <laughs> you know, people are out, it's like a night match, it's electric at the US Open. So people are out, they're having fun, they're, mm-hmm excited to be there and you know the umpire was like please be quiet i noticed a lot of noise this <laughs> like a lot of noise of course there's a lot of noise there's like thirty thousand people in this arena like come on i mean at some point yeah you have to suck it up and just play tennis yeah there's a lot of movement behind the players and they would stop i'm like really because joe blow has to go up and get a diet coke you can't you have to you can't serve <laughs> there needs to be some yeah i don't know though i feel like the whole getting up thing like there's times to do it and times not to and if you're the person who gets up when you're not supposed to, you're in the wrong. But still, um, fight, that's not play new. That's it. something new. And I don't need to be reprimanded by the chair umpire. I also realized that I would be a terrible line judge. These judges that are on the side of the court mm-hmm. that have to make decisions whether the ball is in or out, they make these decisions so. So why quick would you be bad at it? Because I would, I'd be like, mm, you know, they like, they like, oh, as soon as the ball hits the line, I and I'd be like, uh. Yeah. I think it was in. I don't know. I feel there's a lot. I don't know how much they get paid, how they get that job. Well, you work your way up to it. It's not like your first job is the U.S. Open. Oh, really? So it's like a a major league umpire kind of? (laughs) Not the the chair. No, but but like like the the, ball people. Yeah. It's like they are the lines um, and they take it very seriously. And yeah, you have to work your way up they work for like the united states tennis association oh, okay because so. yeah i mean there was a few people that were you know a little bit on the older side you know is there you know is their eyesight great or <laughs> you know can they make a quick decision but you know as it turns out i can't make a quick decision very ageist of you to assume <laughs> I, that. I know i know it, it's te- it's terrible to think but i commend them for being able to make a you know a, a yeah. decision at well i think you're very short notice i think you're very well practiced in it before you get to that big yeah stage they don't just do a two-day tryout before the uso <laughs> anybody can do it no uh, okay i don't think so so it's been two years since i've been there and I, from, since 2008 i've been going every year but the past two years one year my friend that i go with was out of town Mm -hmm. so we didn't go and then the year after that you and i went to the cincinnati tournament instead so and so normally my friend helen and i just go but you somehow like worked your way into into this one into this trip Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of added pressure that 
like when Helen and I go every year, we're just sort of, you know, we've got our routine down and Mm -hmm. we know what to do and we walk fast and Mm -hmm. we're just like, we're deep in it. And we used to go for like three days in a row and stay like we would stay there until like three o'clock in the morning and get up like early the next day and just grab a bagel and like you go and um, you're there all day and it would be really hot. And I don't know. We were good at it. So what you're saying, I slowed you down. (laughs) No, but I just felt bad. Like there was a lot of pressure that I wanted you to have a good experience. And we, yeah, we saw two kind of blowout matches on Tuesday night and then it rained all day on Mm -hmm. Wednesday. And I spent a lot of time since I hadn't been there in a couple of years. It's sort of like Wrigley Field where things have um, developed and changed a lot in the past couple of years. They've made... They've torn some like a one of the big courts down. They've rebuilt another court, and I mean they've been doing improvements for the past few years. But it was dramatically different than how it had been before, and it made it seem kind of like shabby and small, which is what I like. Mm-hmm. Now it seems really big and slick, and they've built more buildings and got rid of. It's like I'm like friends of the park. They've gotten rid of some of the public space, so everything's more crowded, oh, yeah. and they got rid of some of the things that I really liked and. So it was Heineken House, Heineken House, and the Nike store, (laughs) but also grandstand, like smaller courts, and you just I never the lines to get into things I've never seen that before, and so I feel like I spent all my time being like, this used to be that. Remember when this was that way? Yeah. And so yeah, it rained on Wednesday, so we were it was limited what we could see. I mean, we saw Roger Federer play in in Ash with the roof closed, and we tried to get into Armstrong, but the line was Mm -hmm. crazy long and. We did get to see some tennis, and that match was more yeah. exciting. And, you know, I was thinking, like, this could be the last time we see him play, potentially. I mean, who knows? Even if he plays for a couple more years, it doesn't, you're not, even when you go to tournaments, you're not guaranteed that you would see him. So, this we have to hold on to these last yeah. few other than, moments. Other than not seeing a few, you know, on Wednesday when we were there during the day, having the opportunity to see professional tennis players on smaller courts. Other than other than that, I don't think I, I felt like I missed anything about the experience. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the crowd is... Um, <laughs> People like wear tennis clothes to the U.S. Open as if they're going to be like called out to play. So when you go to like, there's this group of people that come in for the night match and they're like dressed cute and, and like very like yeah. There's a difference East between, Coast preppy. Yeah, they come in like all clean, and then when you're there during the day, it's just like sweaty and gross. And people, yeah, they're wearing like athletic clothes. Yeah, there's a de- definitely a difference between the day crowd and the night crowd. Yeah, the night crowd has like we work in finance in Manhattan. Our our office has these tickets. Mm-hmm. We go. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing about tennis people dressing up to play tennis at it. I don't understand. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Like I would never wear a complete football jersey with shoulder <laughs> pads on if I was going to watch the Bears or have my cleats on when I'm going to see the the Cubs. Yeah. We made a few friends along the way. So as we were leaving the Federer match, so the, our day ended that we were going to the Cubs game. So Pete was wearing Pete was wearing a Wrigley Field shirt, but it wasn't like he wasn't wearing a jersey. It wasn't like you were overtly Cubs ish. No. You just had you had a one tail at a time t shirt on that said Wrigley Field mm-hmm. on it. And of course he gets spotted by a guy from from St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Oh, Wrigley Field. So I feel like we've laughed about this before that there's like this one sided rivalry between St. Louis and Chicago where St. Louis people think like, Oh, those Chicagoans, like poor people have and we're just like you we're we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he yeah, he saw he spotted the Wrigley Field shirt. I wanted to wear a little bit of Cubs something mm-hmm. to represent, but I'm not gonna wear, you know, my Ryan Sandberg jersey. So yeah, he he sees my uh Cubs shirt and says, you know, he says that he's from St. Louis. I would mm-hmm. have noticed, except that he was wearing a huge St. Louis Blues Stanley. <laughs> he was really proud of it. <laughs> Stanley Cup uh, T-shirt. And he was telling us like. He's like, I bet you don't see too many of these Stanley Cups. We're like, no, we don't. And as um, we're walking down the stairs, I said something because we like we always talk about how everywhere you go, people are it, no matter where you are in the world, you're going to see people wearing yeah. Cardinal stuff. Yep. And so yeah, I feel like I've, I feel like I've said this before, but like my my assistant was in St. Louis for a show, and she's like, there was nobody around. I'm like, well, they're all other places in the world wearing their cardinal stuff yeah they so, are. so i said like oh yeah you know it's it's a funny i said this in like a ha way to him i'm like no oh, it's a funny thing that 
wherever you go, you, you've run into somebody from St. Louis. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Okay, so literally as we're, I'm saying this, a guy in a Cardinals jersey yeah. walks by. And so we we like, I'm like, ah, see? And that the St. Louis Blues guy like gloms onto yeah, that thankfully. guy. Like, hey, Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals. And we like escaped. We escaped it. And now, yeah, and why wear a Cardinals jersey to the U.S. Open? And he was the saying Cubs like are not, parents the, live there. The Cardinals aren't playing in town that week yeah i don't understand yeah so the, yeah the guy yeah when he spotted my when he spotted the shirt he was like i'm from st louis i'm like i, I wouldn't have noticed with your you know your your huge st louis who's wearing a st louis stanley cup shirt if you're not from st louis and he was telling us that he drove there and it took three days and i'm yeah. like you know you can fly for like 120 dollars right i mean the gas was had to be way more than that. i don't know you know, like, why are you proud of this <laughs> Sometimes you do drive places for a reason, but if you're yeah. just going to the U.S. Open for a couple of days, yeah, yeah, maybe if you're if you're going to the U.S. Open and you're paying eleven dollars for a Coke, then <laughs> you can pay hundred twenty dollars. Oh yeah, it is very privileged and very old man white there. Like you were talking about, I bought a hat at the gift shop, and like you were you were very uninspired by the other people trying like <laughs> trying on like ninety dollars sweatshirts. Right, uh, you know, if you're like a young kid who's <laughs> thinking about getting into the the tennis game, nothing's inspiring by seeing a you know a 75 year old fat dude trying on a 125 dollar sweater <laughs> like nah tennis i don't know if tennis is the right sport for me the this isn't uh cool a lot yeah a lot of bros ordering i'll have four deuces that's yeah the, that's the, the deuces are drink. the signature drink and uh, they're like a, a tall tale to me because they've had them since yeah so i've been going since 2008 they've had them since then it's like this vodka lemonade drink that has a melon ball in <laughs> yeah. it and people collect the glasses so like you get the drink and it, every year i think it's they're 18 which is ridiculous yeah. but U.S. Open prices are ridiculous, yeah. and so I was like, "It's only eighteen dollars." Yeah, wow, that's a that's yeah. You not thought it was like thirty. Yeah, I, 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 every year I think it's more, but um, so people get it, and then I guess they just like leave their cups, and then people go around in the <laughs> in the stands and get the cups, and so you see people walking out with like a huge stack of cups. They're like they're like pint glasses yeah. with U.S. Open printed on yeah. them or whatever. Like we'd be on the tr- we were be on the train like later in the week and we'd see people coming back into Manhattan from the U.S. Open. It would just be like people just carrying their cups. <laughs> like, uh. When we were there, on when it was raining, so we had we, we saw all the matches were indoors mm-hmm. at Ash, and it was a really it was crowded. Yeah, it was more know, crowded than the crowded night session. just because you know there yeah, was nowhere else to, to, mm-hmm. to see any tennis. Right in front of us, there was these I don't know like four black women older black women mm-hmm. were great you know like they're they were, really cute they're, they're really cute and they were good fans but yeah. they were they ordered the the waffle fries and the hot dog or no, whatever the chicken fingers oh the chicken fingers yeah and the chicken fingers everyone was eating the chicken <laughs> yeah but it they would just nibble on these fries it took them four hours to finish the well, i was just thinking like when you're old like do you eat less and like i don't know like i was thinking like do you take your time more with things <laughs> they it's like i would have wolfed down these waffle fries in two minutes and yeah they their they waffle fries it. they savored it for the whole match uh and they, yeah they were fine but immediately to the right of them uh-huh. uh where's this big guy very entitled. See, yeah, very entitled. Yeah. And he's one of these guys that just can't sit in his seat. He's got to stretch his stuff out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's sitting in front of us and he stretches out. And he, so then he puts his both his arms to either side of his chair. Yeah. And this is where spaces. There's not a lot of no, space. No, there's not a lot. Yeah. of There's like one seat A lot seat of people, not a lot of space. Yeah. And he stretches his both his arms out so he's got his arm around the person to his right and then to his left was the open seat and then he puts his hand down and it right into my beard <laughs> Ugh. He just, and he never even like, he realized not, no it. he didn't acknowledge it like he had to feel it because yeah. it was wet yeah like i saw he and i think he, I mean, he didn't even like lift it right away so gross i was like should i say something i'm like i just spent you know 45 dollars for this lagunitas <laughs> <laughs> i probably should have said something but I didn't. 
I just decided to judge him, judge him and hate him for the rest of the, uh, the, he was like too busy checking his the stock market on his phone. Yeah. I saw, yeah, I saw he, he was checking his email. His name was John Dunlop from New Jersey. And, uh, I was like, yeah, of course you're checking the stock, the stock report. I feel like we were talking about how, you know, during like March madness, how no business gets taken care. Like people are just on their breath or whatever. <laughs> right. There must like during the US open, how is any like yeah, they, finance done? You know, there's a lot, there's a few, times where you know you're they stop play for you know changing balls and rest and mm-hmm. switching sides and various things and the, the in uh the in stadium experience mm-hmm. they do a lot of fan cam work yeah thankfully we're very high so we don't really get up <laughs> on the fan cam but i realized that it would be a terrible fan cam person if they ever caught me on the fan cam. Why? Because I would just kind of sit there. <laughs> you know, you really have to mug to the... Like, Justin yeah. is a performer. Oh, yeah. You know, the guy I work with. He, he would, like, he totally... He'd be great at yeah, He'd have he something... Would, like, he'd have he and his son would up. have... Yeah, yeah, yeah they, he'd be dancing yeah. somehow or doing yeah. a wacky face. They show the kids doing the floss. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always fun. Or, you know, just, like, people dancing to the, you know, the hit, contemporary hit of the day. Yeah. But there were a few times where they would show somebody and they would just kind of sit there and wave. <laughs> that would kind of be me and then they, they quickly move on yeah. they quickly move off we got it done here you know, so i there's part of me that was always a little anxious that i'm like oh my please don't show us on the fan cam please i've don't never show us on the fan so cam. i've been there i've gone for 10 years and i've never been on the fan cam so so i think that that's pretty much our use open experience right we did forget one thing on our way to the night session on Tuesday, we got in, we checked into the hotel. Um, we went to get something to eat because we hadn't, it was like one of those things where it's like three or four o'clock in the afternoon and you haven't eaten lunch when you mm-hmm. travel. Like, yeah. And even with the free snacks on the airplane, <laughs> we just walked over to the East Village and ate some vegan pizza. And we're turning the corner. We're going to walk to the train to head down to the open. And our next door neighbor is standing there on the phone. I know. On 2nd Street. Amazing. Yeah. We, we I talked about this last week where I have a, a keen sense of sighting celebrities mm-hmm. when we're there. So I'm, we're walking and I see this face. I'm like... Boy, that face is really familiar. Like, I'm trying to think of where, what movie is this person? What, where, how do I know this yeah. person? He's in yeah. a sitcom. Who's this celebrity? I can't yeah. believe we're going to see us. We've been here for an hour and I'm already spotting a celebrity, but no, it turned out it's our next door neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, he is, um, he designs sets for, for theaters and he was working on a play right there in the East Village and another one in New York. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Of all, all the people, like, yeah. for us to, like, turn that street at that time for yeah. him to be outside on the phone just all things yeah. there was crazy and there because you know he travels a lot and i work kind of a non-conventional schedule so there will be sometimes many weeks before we'll see each yeah. other here yeah. in chicago yeah. and yeah just to walk up and see him <laughs> and we did an awkward moment though where like he was on the phone so he like motion we were just like amazed that we saw yeah. each other and like shaking our heads like couldn't believe it and then he like motioned like wait you know like wait i'll get off the phone and so we're standing there and he's like a few feet away from <laughs> us and you could tell that he was like trying to like wrap up the conversation yeah. um but he like couldn't get off the phone and so we're just standing there like <laughs> for a long time we're yeah, like we're uh just, should we just go I know. We just like leave and say like <laughs> see you later but uh, yeah i'm glad we wait yeah, we did wait yeah, that we was, had that to was good Oh, it's been five minutes and we're just he's, or is he like wanting us to, does yeah. he need, is this like an important conversation he needs us to keep going <laughs> what should we do yeah so we did linger and then yeah eventually uh, like pretend to be like laughing at we're like ha 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 like laughing at something on your phone but it's nothing yeah, <laughs> yeah but that was yeah that was pretty amazing to see your next door neighbor you know. so then on Wednesday night we just I've always like wanted to do this so the Cubs happen to be in town playing the Mets and in Flushing and Queens the National Tennis Center is across a boardwalk, which is across the street from City Field. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're like, oh, this will be perfect. So we, we went to the Cubs game and it was also, it was still raining, but it was just kind of sprinkling. And we're mm-hmm. like, are they going to play or not? But the, the great thing about going to a Mets game is that no one's there. So you can have your umbrella up and yeah. you're not like, you've got plenty of, sp- I mean, like we were sitting kind of against a wall, but there was also no, like there weren't that many people around us. So it wasn't like our umbrellas weren't in the way we could like shield ourselves yeah. from the rain it was we're just used to going to cubs games where it's so they're always crowded and they're yeah. always like crazy and this was this was pretty sparse and even if there weren't that many people it was that was the best 
of all the Cubs games we've gone to this year, that was the best Cubs game. Yeah, for sure. Like the fans were the best, and the the game was the best yeah. that we've been. The actually even with the weather sprink like the sprinkling was the best weather we had been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, it was actually comfortable. You yeah, and like and just everything was. Wrigley Field is is just like it's challenging, and yeah. this was just very like nice and comfortable. And the it was the game. Uh, it was the game that they went up ten to one, and then slowly were the lead was going away and going away and I think it was 10 to 7 maybe the final score yeah I think there was a time in the ninth inning where the Mets were they had it was like 10 to 7 that Cubs were up by three and then Mm -hmm. they had the Mets had a chance if they would hit a three-run homer it would have been tied so I was like here we go typical Cubs up 10 to 1 they're gonna lose this game in the ninth inning yep so I was like I'm going to have to leave because I don't want to see this meltdown. And there was a guy with a puppet. Yeah, there was a Mets fan that had this little puppet. We couldn't figure out. It kind of looked like Noah Syndergaard. Or it looked like... I don't know what it was. It was like this scary little face with long hair and a Mets hat on. And this guy, you said it looked like Fred Armisen wearing a costume. <laughs> yeah, that's what he looked like. The fan. And he, like, so it was, you know, it started with the first couple of innings that it was good for the Cubs, bad for the Mets. It actually became more fun when the Mets came were scoring back. Yeah. Because people were into it. And this guy would go crazy, like shaking the puppet around. <laughs> cra- like a crazed look in his yeah, eye and the yeah. puppet's eye. Yeah. <laughs> it was intense. So this must be a thing. I feel like there's the Mets have like, I mean, the Wrigley Field is the same way, comes the same way, where they got like their things yeah. that you like, that guy's a thing, yeah. a staple that's like, oh, yeah, and that section, there. that seat, that guy yeah. is there every game or, you know, for the most but of the home. But they, games. like, in every break between innings like changing over mm-hmm. or whatever anytime there was a change they would have contests on the like jumbotron yeah um like where you throw i don't know you a lot of games a lot of entertainment and then during the game all they do is inundate you with make it loud like they've got all these <laughs> graphics of like getting the fans to cheer like there's i feel like it really like they don't really is too traditional for that like that's not that's not how we do things yeah like, it's like breaking some rules, but at City Field, they're just forcing you to be la- yeah, they're, loud, they're, constantly. Yeah, they're yelling at you to cheer constantly. Which really field, you know, they had a bunch of years ago. I don't know how many years ago now they've they installed these jumbotrons, and I was thinking like, what? Well, why do the Cubs even have a jumbotron? They do nothing for you. They'll have the you see the lineup and a replay, but they they have the opportunity to do all this in game entertainment. These are like missed opportunities for advertising dollars. Yeah, I just feel like you're breaking... Like, I feel like there's just these hard-held traditions at Wrigley that you don't... And you're like number one on this list of people who feel like things should be a certain way. Like, I don't want... You know, I don't want anybody to have to do the wave. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. But, you know, I don't really get... I don't really care... But it would be so about weird being at Wrigley and being like, make it loud. Yeah, like, and that, yeah. you know, I'm not really a big fan of the, you know, the forcing, like, people, the forcing to cheer. people to cheer. Yeah. yeah. No, really, they like to, yeah, let's hold on to these old traditions. Let's stay obsessed with terrible teams. Let's make the, the stadium as uncomfortable for guests as possible. Let's hold on to these things. <laughs> I did, I did uh, enjoy, though, being at, uh, seeing the New York Mets, which uh, was a traditional rival of the Cubs for many, many years when they were both in the National League East. But seeing the actual, the, the celebration of the 1969 Mets team, uh, which beat the Cubs mm-hmm. uh, to win the pennant. And I was like, if they, yes, this is a team that should be celebrated. Why do we have to celebrate this? I totally am for the, to celebrate the 1969 Mets. Why are the Cubs celebrating the terrible team that finished second? So apparently the Cubs are really, like there's a documentary about like the Cubs are really into this team that came in second, 1969. And yeah, a lot of time the Cubs spend a lot of time about this team. In you spend the same amount of time being annoyed with the Cubs being. You can see baseball hats with like 1969 on the back. Why are I'm like, yeah, this is a team with like four Hall of Famers. You did nothing. You collapsed. Why are we celebrating this? I'm sorry if I'm not saying anything, but I've had this conversation like four times with you already. You like wake up in the you would like wake up in the morning and be like incensed about this. <laughs> so when we in the hotel, um, we had a TV in our room, and like you know, we stay at Airbnb a lot, so we're we're kind of like I'm fine with like not turning the TV on at all 
when we say to Airbnb, they, oftentimes they don't have a TV or mm-hmm. they just have like Netflix or something yeah, on. Yeah, Netflix. so you're not even like tempted to turn it on. But somehow when it's just like right there, you end up turning it on. And it was, they just had like cable, but they didn't have ESPN for yeah. some reason. So that cuts out a lot of what we watch on TV. So we would want to like, we'd get home and tennis would still be on and we wanted to like watch tennis. Yeah. So we just ended up watching on our phones. Because <laughs> yeah, they didn't, it was just weird that they didn't have ESPN. So we ended up watching other weird things. So <laughs> you like to watch people talk about sports in the morning as we've established <laughs> on this show and so they had the dan patrick show mm-hmm. would be on so you would watch that every morning and get up to date on we didn't know anything was going on in the world but we knew that that there was maybe a maybe a female soccer player is gonna become an nfl yeah, probably, player or whatever boy. like i only watched dan patrick because originally i had uh, i was watching stripes <laughs> And I made you turn it off. And you made me. Like, why are we listening? It's 9 o'clock in the morning, and you're watching the second, the last 20 minutes of Stripes. Why? Or the middle 20 minutes of Stripes. Why are we watching this? Like, I get out of the shower, and there's like a military man like yelling. And those movies do not hold up. And yeah. Haven't haven't people in this been canceled? Can we like not? I don't think anybody had actually. No, Bill Murray's questionable, but and um, uh, Harold Ramis, I think. Yeah, he, he's solid, yeah. right? John Larroquette. Do we know anything? <laughs> <laughs> Has anything happened to John Larroquette? Anybody come out after after night that worked with him on Night Court? <laughs> so that's why I, sw- I switched to the Dan Patrick yeah. show after you uh, you scolded me for watching Stripes. <laughs> old, man. Oh, I don't. Am I okay? Maybe this is our first bit of homework. Am I the only person that just can't watch an old movie in the morning? <laughs> it's like it seems inappropriate. There's like appropriate times yeah. for different television watching. I yeah, I don't like having the TV on in the morning anyway. But I felt feel like sports is neutral enough that okay fine so then at night like if we wanted to watch something i just we don't watch tv that way we don't scroll through channels no. like you know we stream something or we watch something on the dvr yeah we, we, don't, we watch with intention yeah. we don't just yeah. like passively watch i love the who weekly podcast and they had just done a huge thing about the chrisleys mm-hmm. so i was all up to date on the chrisley family so i don't know if you, if you our listeners are also aware of this show it's been on for seven seasons chrisley knows best is that what it's I called so, yeah. yeah and then the spinoff is growing up chrisley so it's like this family that they're from georgia but they live in at nashville now they're like real estate developers there's been a lot of scandal with them lately with um, not paying their taxes mm-hmm. they filed for bankruptcy blah 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 it's a usa show yeah that's been on for seven years this is so they're showing reruns they were showing on reruns e. on e so we had e and and this came on and we were like obsessed with the, <laughs> with the chrisleys i know and we needed more like when that we, and we were like no <laughs> we need more chrisleys i know it's it's like when you're watching um if you're watching seinfeld at home and then the next you want another seinfeld but the next episode's like king of queens or something that you get really disappointed yeah. that's how it was. was like we need more chrisleys but then it was well, like, does everyone know about this show it's been on for seven episodes is this one of those things where we're like what is this game of thrones show i've never <laughs> seen this i'm gonna start with this episode like, i don't know it was the first i i had never heard of it until last wednesday or yeah. whatever it was it's our new obsession forget forget game shows we're just going full on se- <laughs> binging seven seasons of forget game shows and new shows just full on seven seasons of of chris Lee knows best when we got home i was gonna that was one of the first things i was going to do was make sure that dvr was set for all new episodes of chris Chris lee Lee knows Knows best Best. and growing up chris lee i guess (laughs) well and now look at the stuff that's coming out about them like they they might go to jail and the question is like will the show continue and i'm like yes it has to we (laughs) We have to know more (laughs) about it the other thing about our hotel being kind of minimal there was no wasted space everything had a function there was nothing extra but yet they still had the the hotel staple a shower cap mm-hmm. why do hotels have shower caps i do not know they had nothing in this room superfluous no. but they still had a shower cap so much demand for this which yeah. i feel like if you're if you're someone who uses a shower cap i just feel like you'd bring your own shower cap like yeah they have they don't provide toothpaste for you they yeah. don't there's a lot of things that aren't provided but why have hotels decided that shower caps are necessary so i'm that's fine if people use shower caps and lots of people do it's just it seems like it would be the thing that you would bring Mm. yeah i think there was only one water cup they left you a a 
a bottle of water, but with one cup. That's how nothing extra, was. <laughs> just what was essential. The uh, the one thing uh, quickly, I just wanted to mention about the Mets game. You notice this during the in-game entertainment, and they do this at the Wrigley Field where they put the ball under the cap. Oh yeah, cap game, game. cap game. Mm-hmm. Where you feel like this is this could solve all the world's problems. Well, people will be like, you know, maybe you have some like rivalries. Go, you know, you're rooting for your team. Your person next to you is rooting for another team. But this is the great equalizer. It brings everyone stops <laughs> what they're doing to watch the cap yeah. game. Like I'm high. It gets so excited when they know where the cap is, and everyone always knows where it is. <laughs> there's sometimes you're not where any I'll, better. I, there's sometimes where I lose focus. Rarely. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. The like a lot of I'll high five a Mets fan. If I get, if we both get, yes, we both knew it was B. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, other than those are the biggies, we walked around a lot. We went running one day. I went running along the East River and across a couple of bridges into Brooklyn and back. You went the other way and went to the Hudson. Mm -hmm. And then we ran in Central Park, which was really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, all the runs were fun and the weather was perfect. I guess it's been really hot and gross in New York. And so other than that one rainy day, the weather was beautiful while we were there. I don't know what, do I choose not to run with you? Do you choose not to run with me? We don't run together because you run a lot faster than I well, do. Well, something happens where, yeah, I mean, I run faster and I'm running like with, if I was just kind of like out for a leisurely stroll, that would be one thing, but I'm running like with specific paces in mind and something, I don't know what it is. Like when we're at Orange Theory, you'll run faster than me, but when we're outside, you run slower than me. I run with a friend who is a fast runner and if I run next to her she it pushes her to run a little bit faster mm-hmm. so I've learned if I like if I'm just like a half step behind we stay on pace and you're the opposite where if I run with you you stay like a step it slows you down so if I'm a little bit ahead of you it keeps you on pace then (laughs) I don't really care that much about my pace (laughs) no but something about when I like go when I run next to you like you'll be running a certain pace and then if I like run with you then you go a little bit slower than that so I I can't win with either so we went we ran around Central Park which is about a a little bit over six miles so and you ran ahead of me but uh, I was running with with somebody I had met a friend there yeah so and then when you finished you were going to run back to catch up with me and then we just like jog back to the the end together well we went on a long trek to find the perfect picture to take <laughs> to so don't don't forget that part but then even but even you so you had you were finished with your run and then you came back to run with me but still you wouldn't run with me you were, <laughs> you still had to run ahead of me i like don't do it feet. intentionally i just run and then i just think like i just run and i'll run at the pace that's comfortable for me you run at the pace that's comfortable for you it's we're only going to be a couple minutes apart we meet at the end all as well mm-hmm. not I'm not forcing you to go faster. You're not right. forcing yeah. me to go slower. What's the harm in yeah. that? That's yes. how I justify it. <laughs> so, yeah, but then we, uh, we, we finished like in Columbus Circle, I guess that mm-hmm. is, or whatever. And we got a water at this cart, you know, a hot, a hot dog, dog cart. cart. And so we ordered two waters and they were $4.00. Which I bargain? Yeah, that seems cheap, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, For a bottle of water, two dollars. Two dollars each, yeah. Yeah, and I had I gave the the gentleman a twenty, and he gave me sixteen dollars back, and I gave I put a dollar in his jar that had a bunch of quarters in it, and I realized I'm like, oh, I think this is just quarters that he uses to make change to make change easily. So then I was like. Oh no! So I kind of like when he wasn't looking, I had I took my dollar back. <laughs> why can't you? You just left. Why couldn't you just leave it in there? Because he could take it out. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just felt. I felt really weird about putting a dollar. Is he in. telling this story right now to someone? Like I saw a guy put a tip in and then take it <laughs> yeah, back I'm out. Sure, he is because that's what, exactly what I did. I I tipped him, but it didn't seem like it was the right spot to place the tip. So I took it out, and then I was looking, kind of looking around to see if there was maybe another jar. Yeah, and I didn't see one that quickly, so I just kind of like shuffled along <laughs> um so we went to we went to the whitney to the biennial we went to like a graffiti exhibit in brooklyn there's just like so much instagram like photos being taken now like instagramming like when i went running across the bridge there's like it was hard to like run across the brooklyn bridge because it's often like a, a young girl 
that's wearing those really big shoes. You know what I'm talking about? Like, to- like those like Fila sneakers that have like the big treads yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's standing in the middle, and mm-hmm. like a dude is taking her yeah. picture. That's like 99 yeah. percent of mm-hmm. it. But we we noticed that like so yeah when you go to a museum or whatever everyone's taking photos of mm-hmm. things as were we yeah. but we noticed people taking taking pictures of the card the like artist's name and description cards next to the painting and we're like yeah. what, is, what do you think people are doing that for yeah. like for their archives so they know they like are they have, doing a homework project where they well or do they take a picture of the art and then have that next to it so they know like who it was by or do they want to read it later are they posting that on Instagram <laughs> yeah like that's a bad know. that's a bad Instagram post and maybe it's a story only you know, it'd be a fine story, I guess. You have to hold it down and read the entire uh, description. I'm like, oh, okay, this guy went to the Whitney. Cool. So we went to museums and then we ate a lot of vegan food. We encountered a thing that <laughs> is challenging when your waiter has like you charges your credit card at the table yeah so like they have like a tablet or like a little machine or something and you order with them they place your order with that but then they also like charge your your card like right Right. there yeah yeah like i like to have them bring over the bill Mm -hmm. put my credit card down they take the credit card away to another area and then return it with the receipt where I can fill out the tip. Mm-hmm. And then when they're not around, this one, he uh, he's like, all right, here it is on the tablet. And he swipes it. And then he, has, you know, like how, like if you're at a coffee shop and they have like an iPad or whatever, let's just turn it around and you could sign and do the custom tip. I don't know why I'm fine with that. But when they're standing in front of you at the table doing that. I'm un- <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable, like, it's like having social to, anxiety. Yeah, takes like, over. oh no, like I now I have to feel like I do I tip extra because he's standing in front of me. Yeah, it's just a lot of pressure. Yeah, and I feel like more more restaurants are doing that. I'm sure it's you know quicker and easy turn over tables or whatever. Like I, a lot of fraud happens with credit cards at restaurants. They take your card away. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So like it keeps this it, is how this yeah. is this is actually good for the consumer as well yeah. to just do it right there. But yeah. When he's standing up and just like, yeah, he turns the thing around to like leave the tip. I'm like, no, I want to do this in private. <laughs> I don't want you to stare at me while I'm leaving your tip. We were also on the hunt for vegan. We were like always on the hunt for vegan ice cream, which there's quite a bit of many places in New York. And so we were like always kind of planning our day around like, okay, we got to make sure this place closes at <laughs> 11. So we got to like get to Spring Street in time for the vegan ice cream before they close and then walk back our, to our hotel. So remember the days when we used to be cool and now we just, we try to get vegan. Now our biggest thing is we get, we're amazed by sunrise photos. That's like the 90% of our enjoyment. I don't know what a sunset looks like, but I know what sunrise is. 90% of our our enjoyment comes from people's uh, sunrise photos. There's been some good ones lately. So yeah. So we went and got our vegan ice cream and we're walking back to the hotel. We were in, I guess we were in Soho and we're walking back to the hotel so we're always on the hunt for... We're always trying to spot a celebrity. Mm-hmm. We're like, how many celebrities have walked past us and we haven't noticed Notice it? Them, yeah. We also like... We're up to date on our pop culture, whatever, but there's a whole world of... Oh, yeah. Of it that we don't we know. Chrisley's, you know, <laughs> a, a, you know, Monday, they could have walked by us and I would have no idea who they were. Um, so who are we not? And everyone kind of... Like, there's so many girls in New York that look... They all look like Gigi Hadid. Like, yeah. everyone kind of looks like that, the yep. same. Um, so there's a lot of people that look... Like they could be a celebrity. Looking, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I saw, you know, when I went running along the Hudson, I just kind of, um, I we- weaved my way back through the neighborhood, through the village and stuff. And I saw a lot of women, like tall women with shorts, with like really long legs, with interesting faces, yeah. wearing big, big eyebrows, like big dark yeah. eyebrows. Yeah. And I was like, that, mm-hmm. they, I'm like, that must be a model. Yeah. She must be a model. All, she could have had a regular job, but I just assumed that they were all models. <laughs> So we're walking down the street, down Spring Street, and you have a big thing of ice cream that you're eating. (laughs) I have a less big thing of ice cream that I'm eating. Mine was two scoops. I was going to get three scoops, but I showed some restraint. And I see Janine Garofalo walking towards Mm -hmm. us. 
she could have not looked more like Janine Garofalo <laughs> too. So I'm trying to like Pete's just like looking, just looking down at my ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> shuffling his ice cream in. It's not like the ladies at the US Open. Like, and uh, I'm like, oh yeah, like elbowing yeah, elbow like, oh, no. And you weren't you weren't looking up, you weren't uh-huh. looking up. And I was like, oh. So you did look up in time I, though, yeah, right? I, I looked up and she was like a foot in front of me. Amazing. Yeah. Like the glasses she was tiny mm-hmm. she had a complicated outfit on <laughs> yeah, very extra and she just looked like she was on a mission yeah a mission to not have to stop and talk to yeah us. like walking fast looking annoyed <laughs> yeah and just barreling through and not that i would have like stopped and talked to her but i i did wonder like that she's you know she was a big star in the 90s does she still get stopped and recognized she probably doesn't get as recognized as much anymore and um would she appreciate, would she appreciate being, it yeah. that we yeah her love said, her and her that we looks. don't say my mom loves you or whatever <laughs> right, you know yeah um <laughs> And yeah, so we've so that was a that was an A that's plus a great, sighting. That's a great I would say. New York and sighting. I'm the one who spotted yeah. her for once. Well, I had ice cream to shovel down <laughs> my throat. I want. I wondered if she was going toward. She was like walking towards where the comedy clubs are. Like if she lives around there, and she was walking because we were going to go to the comedy. We were trying to figure out like we were going to go to a comedy show, and we were going to go to the comedy cellar, and they have like. 10 shows a night and the lineup is amazing it was like yeah. everyone was like a big at least like comedian. two or three on the bill were like yeah, yeah. Famous, like colin quinn and todd berry and and so we we were thinking like oh we'll go to a comedy show. we'll just go to a comedy show it's like they're like 20 it's like 20 dollars to get mm-hmm. in and you know you're gonna see these people but then who knows who else you'll you always Might like pop in the yeah. thing is like you don't like who just comes in so i was thinking like oh maybe she was going to that to like to do a couple oh, yeah. of sets and pop be. in yeah like she was on her way to work basically yeah so we went she had a rushed feel to her yeah Yeah. so we tried to like get reserved tickets and we were just too late to do that like it wasn't they weren't available and so we were like oh let's just walk to that area that's not from far from our hotel in the east village and just see we can get in and it was just like this huge line of like tourists yeah and nobody was, i want to sit next to to watch a it show did not look a piece of we left <laughs> and just that area is that's not my scene that that whole area it's like weird like the comedy shows and where people like the Barker kind of people are trying to get you to come yeah. in and then you go a couple bucks over and it's like super bro like football yeah, bars I mean, I think it's really weird around NYU you know it's uh, it's like a Lincoln Park or how you know Lincoln Park used to be I yeah. guess you know like, like Division the, used to be all the bars around DePaul you know it's yeah like, that's who they're targeting they're not they're not targeting the visiting tourists I mean yeah. the comedy clubs are I, I guess but like these bars they're not this is the day where this happens to you on occasion where you don't eat anything for a long time and then all of a sudden you can't function anymore yeah. and it happens, it happens to me like, at work too. it happens like <laughs> really switch. quick yeah there, it's like a, a light goes off and you're like i can't i need i'm gonna die on this corner well, i've probably I run a bunch of miles and walked a bunch of miles and, right no i mean we yeah. were it was a long day we had yeah. you know had been out you had, you had been up early we were going to walk to go to the comedy clubs and get some dinner or whatever. Like you just like had a meltdown. We're like, I, yeah. can't, I can't look at my phone. You have to tell me where we're going. <laughs> I can't do this. We, we got to go over to the side. We kept going into places like trying to get something to eat and it would be like so crowded. They're like, you, we can offer you a piece of bread in 40 minutes. <laughs> and I think too, like what happens is that I get like, I get full really fast. Like I yeah, can't, yeah. anybody can solve this, this yeah. problem for me. Like, get, like, so I'm starving and then I eat and I only eat like a little bit and I'm really full, but then it's not enough to sustain me. So then I like, I'm super full and I'm like, oh, I can't breathe. And then like an hour later I'm starving. Again. So, so we're on the corner. You're about to die on the corner. And then you're like, you gotta, you, you have to figure out where we're going. So I'm, I do the map and I'm like, okay, we go this way. And then you said, cause you like to be in control. No, we're supposed to go backwards. I'm like, you just told me that I have to be in control. So we're we're arguing on the corner, and some guy comes up. What are you looking to? Where are you looking to go? We didn't really have any place in particular we were going, and you just said East Village, and he didn't. He just said Ah. 
he, like, he waved his hand like ah, no he it's said that straight way. that way, that way. Oh, i thought <laughs> like he was he, nice i didn't oh, take it that way i just thought he, just, he was like go straight that way i thought he was nice i didn't oh. think he was you were like i think you were just in an annoyed mindset i, I was like thankful that he was just like just go straight that way don't overthink it we just go straight that way yeah we weren't we didn't have any specific we weren't looking for this one restaurant we weren't looking for a bar we weren't looking for a park or anything there wasn't anything specific we were looking for and when you said east village he just goes Whoosh, he's a like, oh, it's that way <laughs> he just waved his hand like really this is what you're asking for that was the day that we were we were just walking around and we came upon a french vegan restaurant. yes amazing <laughs> out of, like out of nowhere it just like popped up across the street i'm just always on the hunt for vegan anything just like that word a v or vegan like i'm yeah just on like the um, I'm always looking for it, and it was it was amazing. It was it was like you were in Paris. Yeah, it's like a little str- little side street, just a, the cutest little restaurant that said I, you know French cuisine, vegan. I was like, yeah. what? I just feel like being vegan. Like you're always, you're like amazed when people have something for you. You're like, for me, I can have this for me. <laughs> and yeah, because it was like it was a gift from above because. I think we still like this is you were still hungry and yeah. we still had like a 25 minute walk to a place that we might not have been able to get into. So it was very tenuous. And then like when that appeared from, I don't know, just yeah. a, a gift from above. It was amazing. I'm really like going to this vegan thing. I'm like, I'm not going to be obnoxious. I'm not going to like, whatever. I'm going to be cool about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm quickly becoming like not cool. About it. <laughs> You're reprimanding everybody for having I'm a just glass like, of milk. I'm like, do you know? I'm really like feeling like cheese. And I'm like, I cannot believe we ate cheese. And I, like, I don't know. I'm like, it's, you can avoid it. And it's the dairy industry is maybe the worst of yeah. all of them and i know every and, every hour you're showing me an instagram post about you know the goats that have died uh you cows know, yeah and, yes i'm not i'm not cool <laughs> <laughs> I, I you're gonna yeah you're gonna be one of those people that are gonna be outside the steakhouse yelling at the people going in going to marches <laughs> if you are a mediator you are still you can still listen to this podcast we'll wrap it up but we should we need to talk about laguardia the laguardia experience yeah so if you fly into New York, you know that LaGuardia is the worst. Which I never felt that way. Okay, so when this was like when we started dating, you opened me up to the world of the Delta shuttle mm-hmm. and flying into Terminal A at LaGuardia, the Marine Terminal. So mm-hmm. you take the Delta shuttle. It's just Chicago, Boston, or Washington, D.C. to New York. And it's a small plane, so it's easy. It's like boarding is fast. Yep. Like they're super, the, every, It's just a pleasant experience from beginning to end. And you fly into this small, cute terminal at LaGuardia. You walk out. Your plane lands. You walk, you know, the gate opens up into business flying in and out of a bar. Like there's a bar in the middle and some seats. It's just business travelers. Like like it's it's hassle free in every way. And then you walk out into the sunshine and (laughs) the bus is right there. You don't have to like walk forever to get Mm -hmm. to the bus and compete with a lot of people to get a seat. Or if you need like an Uber or something, it's just like, right. It's so easy. It's like flying in and out of Lubbock. (laughs) Um, It's the best. So when we were looking at flights, we're like, oh, let's do Delta shuttle. Let's do Delta shuttle. So we got off the plane when we flew in into like, where are we? Yeah. Where are we? Where is this? And they've been remodeling LaGuardia. And so we were in the regular part of LaGuardia, but it didn't look like old LaGuardia. So LaGuardia is a dump. (laughs) We, I've seen, I've had to walk across a girl vomiting to get into my plane. Like, um, as we had to do walking back to our hotel one night (laughs) this, this week. Um, and it's just the worst and I've been like stuck there and there would be no food and just people just like sitting on the floor and filth yeah. and it's, it's it gross it's just like this super fancy like where are we this feels like I don't know like when you fly into Las Vegas and everything's sort of like faux fancy yeah, or, yeah. Um, and everything's like a new restaurant it was like all these restaurants that had like big chandeliers and bottles of wine in the mm-hmm. middle and you sit and you just order like a tablet or something I don't yeah, know everything t- looked the same each seat had a tablet in front of it it's just like fancy and so we're like well this isn't the marine terminal but you know it's nice but then you get outside and you have to walk to the bus forever and tear it so mm-hmm. it becomes it quickly you just turn one corner and you're like yeah. oh yes I'm back in LaGuardia this is awful it escalates pretty quickly yeah so we're like what happened to the marine terminal apparently like during when they 
they've been closing down terminals to do the remodel and they've shuffled everyone around. So Delta consolidated and moved everything into Terminal C and then JetBlue has taken over the marine terminal and they've remodeled it. So now I'm like, okay, we're just flying JetBlue from from now on. It only flies from oh, New York yeah. to Florida. We have to go to Florida something. first. <laughs> <laughs> we could fly to New York and then go to St. Petersburg or yeah. something. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that part. So when we were fly- we're, when we were um, coming home yesterday, we went into LaGuardia and oh, it seemed kind of easy. We were there like way early and um so then we go to the, to the security line which for some reason they was not moving at all they had it like yeah. shut down then they rerouted us to a bunch of places then once we got up to the um to the tsa she was like they're making it super extra yeah it was like you're trying to get into a bar at, when you're 19 yeah. she was really looking at your yeah. license and yeah. i guess you know you know to be safe i moved you know. my foot and she was like step yeah back. right you st- you stepped um, a little bit too far and so then we got in, you know the line the to have our bags checked and they moved us somewhere else and a guy was gonna like let us go ahead and the time it took for him to let he had nothing <laughs> yeah and it was one, like one of those things where you want people to cross the street and they're like no you go and yeah. then you're like oh you, you, you. like you could have just guarded the <laughs> time it took for you to move to the side and be like you can go ahead like thinking yeah. he was doing something nice like yeah. we could have been done yeah. at that point and I was just like at the point I was like just go just <laughs> yeah. go you did yell at <laughs> and um <laughs> um <laughs> And yeah, so it's just like LaGuardia is LaGuardia. You can spend $4 billion to put like a chandelier in, but it's still LaGuardia. So we we got went to sit down and get our seats. And I did the same thing. Like I'm like smiling and we just were standing there forever. Well, the thing, well, also the security line, I don't understand. I, I never understand going through that security line in that I never know what to do. They, there is no singular rule about where to put, you know, I know mm-hmm. to put my laptop. If I bring my laptop to put that, that only goes in the bin. But then I put my shoes in the bin. The guy was like, get your shoes out of the bin. I'm like, what do you mean get my shoes out of the bin? I put yeah. my, my shoes went in the bin on the way here. Yeah. Why is, why, why is it I wrong I don't like now? being scolded for it, but I, I think why they do it is to just keep like, so there's not a routine. So you don't know like, oh, I know this routine. I know how to like. Work if I'm going to put explosives <laughs> in my shoes, is it better that it goes in the bin? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think they just keep the the inconsistency is like is all that's like part of yeah. It. It's so degrading. Like even the way they like rerouted us, yeah, like, just like yelling at us. Like, <laughs> I know. Anyway, so yeah, so we went to go get our seats, and I was like, oh, maybe they'll put us in Comfort Plus again, and. She made us, she like didn't acknowledge us. Like we had to stand there for a really yeah. long mm-hmm. time. And finally, you know, she looked at us and I was like, we, we just need our seat assignments. She didn't say anything. She no. just like took. She goes, I need both of them. I'm like, yeah, yeah no, like, I'm handing you Yeah, it. like snatched them from us and they just like gave it to us. And so I'm like, okay, let me, I'm going to get us some coffees and like try to find something to eat. And you were going to go and get, find something for yeah. you. And then I, we were going to come back and then I was going to go. Cause you. Like I don't want. It was a lot to carry. Yeah, I don't want you to have to carry two coffees. Well, really, let's. You make it seem like, oh, I didn't want you to have to carry two coffees. But really, what we know it is is that you want to like control your co- like what is in your coffee, <laughs> the amount of almond milk. You don't trust me to. to I do trust. I mean, if we're in a pinch, I'll trust you to do it. But if I have some time. I want to, but yeah, I, I also don't want you to have to carry my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm walking around like nothing is, there's nothing vegan at, at all. Yeah. Like at all. Salad. There was salad available. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or like a banana or something. <laughs> so I went and there's, now it's all like you, yeah, you sit down, there's all these different bars, but everything has the same menu and our restaurants and they all have the same menu and they have like different funny, you know, like this is Mr. Tortilla or this is... <laughs> This is crazy burger, but they all have the same. It's, it's all the same menu, so you just go and you touch like a dirty tablet <laughs> and or, order your food. And so I went and I was like looking. I was like looking around, and the waiter comes up to me. He's like, there, "It's all the same menu." I'm like, "I know." I'm like, "I'm and again." I'm like, so I'm always like in the shame of being vegan. I'm like, I'm just trying to. I'm like, I'm vegan. I'm just trying to find something. And he's like, "Oh, well, we have eggs." And I'm like, <laughs> 
So, okay, I'm like... The I, progressive I, nature of uh, Manhattan hasn't uh, gotten yeah, all the way to uh, LaGuardia. LaGuardia. <laughs> so, I'm like, okay, I think I can eat this. I think we can eat this bagel and then get peanut butter. Right, that'll be fine. So, I like did my order and I'm sitting... So, we had we had like 40 minutes. Yeah, we had almost an hour, I think. Yeah. So, I'm, boarding. So, I sit there and... Yeah, it's all automated, so they're trying to make it seem, like, futuristic and Mm -hmm. whatever. So I sit there forever waiting for just a bagel and peanut butter that I should have just, like, walked up and they ordered it and they hand it, you know, you walk to the side and they hand it to you. I'm waiting forever and ever and ever, and, like, I look at the bartender and he can tell, he, he could tell that I was, like, he's, like... I'm like I but you know I've been waiting forever for this like I said I don't know 20 minutes or mm-hmm. something 30 minutes whatever it was yeah I was texting you because we were about to be bored yeah and you had been gone and he's so like oh let me check on it and I'm just thinking like we're at the airport like when it the airport is a place that you're people are in a hurry and need things to right. go you're not there to just like hang out <laughs> <laughs> so then he's like okay they're they're worried they're getting they're getting it ready now <laughs> getting your bagel ready so I'm like standing there and it still doesn't come still doesn't come and then I, the other waiters like can tell that I, I'm like I, I'm like I'm sorry I'm just gonna have to leave like I, I'm just like he's like hey let me go check on it and he went to check on it and finally he, they came back with it so then I went I'm like I still gotta get this coffee so I went to the coffee shop and I'm it says place order here and so there was a woman like putting milks away or something and um, I'm standing there like to order and she was I'm like I just need two large coffees please and um, she's like, oh, it's all self-serve. Like it was around a corner mm-hmm. or something like that. I was like, oh, okay. So I went and filled up the coffees and they had like the milk out. And so of course I'm like, do you, um, excuse me, do you have <laughs> almond milk or oat milk or something? She's like, oh yes, but I have to do that for you. So she took both of my coffees, threw them away. <laughs> Why didn't you just add the milk to those coffees? She's like, you have to pay for it first. So she gave me... Um, um, she printed out like this little receipt thing with a barcode. So then I had to walk over to like a robot and and scan the barcode, <laughs> and it like and put my credit card in, and it kept like re- like my kept like not being able to read my credit card. And it took like a bunch of time. It took somebody coming over to get it like reset it and get it. Anyway, so then I walk back over with my like paid receipt, and she hands me like she, she takes one copy out and she poured like half a jug of almond milk into it. I was like, oh. See? <laughs> and <laughs> I like to be in control of uh, the amount of milk they go And in. so I took it and, and I was like, oh, I had two. And she's like, oh, I only gave you the, rec- like, I only charge you for one. <sighs> oh my gosh. Like and what, now, like yeah. What would make her, th- you order two, what would what would make her think that, oh, she wanted almond milk she because she only wants one. She was super annoyed with me and I'm just thinking like, this is not like this is the coffee shop I come to every day and I know the routine. <laughs> of this and I'm like how do I I'm looking around, again like you said about being at the airport and everybody's like gross I'm like I'm looking around, you're telling me that all these other people here know how to figure out how to do this and I'm the one that can't figure this out so I had to go back over and pay uh, for it again we had to, the boarding had already started so they're just they keep boarding they keep boarding and then like we have it's like boarding group one, boarding group two, and our our ticket just says basic. Yeah, on it doesn't it. say doesn't say one, two, three. It doesn't say any. They're calling out numbers. Yeah, and I feel like I've done this before, where I'm really hesitant to fly like Spirit or that kind of thing, but right. I will fly the cheapest on like a, a yeah nicer airline yeah. or whatever. And with with flying in New York, it's so it's so, it's so quick, quick. You know, like, I don't really care don't about the luxuries. Yeah. So. Um, I'm like, are we missing something <laughs> here? But I feel like I've had this anxiety before. And so they're like, you'll just go with the last group. I'm like, okay. So we get on the plane and there's tons of empty seats everywhere. The whole comfort plus section is empty. And then along the way, it's there's not that many people on the plane. And we keep going and we keep going and we keep going <laughs> all the way to the very last row of the plane, like up against the back. And there's no window yeah. on our I've never too. sat in the last row of a plane. I'm like, why does before? she hate us so much that she put <laughs> us back here? The guy, in, the grumpy guy in Chicago, put us in Comfort Plus. Why? So we, I don't know. We had the whole aisle to ourselves because again, there weren't very many people on the plane, and so we just sat in like the window seat and the, um, the middle seat. The middle yeah. seat. 
the window seat with no window. Yeah, the window a, seat with no a window. A place where a window should be. There was a space for the yeah, window, yeah. but no window for you. There was no basic. W- yeah, <laughs> your flight does not include a window. So we're sitting on the. We're sitting for a long time before the plane moves at all, and we were the last group. So yeah. everyone else has been sitting on there, there for was, a really yeah, long time. We're the last people on. So we're sitting, we're sitting, we're waiting, and then that. Um, ticketing agent starts running down the aisle and she comes yeah. all the way back to us and she's yeah. like, what is your name? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what did you, I'm like, I'm like this is, is this where Green? I find out that Molly's a terrorist all these years? <laughs> what is your, let me see. I need to see your boarding pass. I was like, what? And she's like, I had to like, I had just stuffed it in my bag. Yeah. So I had to like dig it out. And I was like, you gave me this, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this boarding pass. <laughs> and she's like, you are supposed to be sitting in the, cause we had just moved one over. She's yeah. like, you are supposed to be sitting in the, aisle and you were supposed to be sitting in the middle and i'm just like oh my gosh like is this like do they spread people out so the plane is like weighted right yeah. or something? i'm just like we're trying gonna, to figure out what it was the reason the plane and is, it was because she was putting another person on our on our row who had like three huge bags with her she, that she just like didn't even like push under the seat in front of her yeah was just like, i was kind of surprised yeah, yeah. And like this plane that's like seventy five percent empty, they squeezed all of us in yeah. that back row yeah. together. Yeah, like why bring her all the way back when you could have just sat her up there in Comfort Plus where there was numerous seats? But yeah. So was we we left like ten o'clock in the morning and we got in Chicago time at like eleven thirty. I was so confused because we didn't have a a window. It was so jarring to like get off the plane and then like the sun was out. It felt like it was nighttime and then it was suddenly daytime. It was ve- it was very confusing. yeah. It's a weird feeling being on a plane and it being so dark where... And that you yeah, can't see you where you're tell, taking off or landing yeah, or anything. Yeah, you can't really follow along, look outside the window where, I don't know, you could just look outside and see the landscape. You couldn't see any. I couldn't tell like when exactly we're going to be landing. It was just a weird... And all of, I mean, they gave you, you know, like, oh, we'll be uh, arriving in O'Hare in 25 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, but prepare for landing. So I knew that it was coming, but it was weird not being able to see the descent, yeah. you know, coming into O'Hare. It's just weird. And then all of a sudden, like, you jar when the finally the uh, the tires hit the the ground you're like oh my god i guess we're, we're here so we had a wonderful time in new york are we done complaining about things <laughs> we didn't complain okay. <laughs> all right so that's uh the podcast for this week and i think we're going to be off next week because we have the renegade craft fair which molly will be at you'll be there too i will be there too but you'll so you, you know. can come out and talk to us in person so yeah we're, we'll be off you can come see us at renegade we'll be back the, probably the following week, I guess. Yeah. The, the week that Molly will run her uh, Boston qualifying marathon. Hopefully, we'll uh, do it. It'll be celebratory. Let's hope so. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. You can find me uh, at Extension 720 with Justin Kaufman on WGN Radio and our daily podcast, Laura Wacker Live. And Molly, we can find you at La Familia Green on Instagram and at Renegade next week. Yep. We'll see you later. Bye. Many years since I was here.